0: Welcome to our debut episode of Ball Breakers. I'm your host, Rocco. Before I introduce you guys to our three co-hosts, three of my best friends, uh, we just want to say thank you for the overwhelming support we got on Instagram. Uh, It was actually unreal, and Earl, our social media manager, has done a a fantastic job highlighting our show and really just giving us the opportunity to see the type of feedback that we would get. And honestly, we were shocked, and we can't thank you guys enough. We're excited to get this thing off the ground and uh, put our hometown on our map. So the purpose of why we create the show is because, one, we want to give you guys a getaway from your everyday lives, uh, really provide some entertainment and some comedy through the ball breaking that we do. And two, we ultimately want to give back to our community. Uh, We have plans on uh, having events in the future that we would love to host and, you know, really, again, putting our hometown on the map and uh, just being able to give back. So with that in mind, I would love to introduce you guys to... One of my good friends, probably the last one that I got close with, but he's also extremely handsome, and he's actually our social media manager, like I mentioned before, and also a health expert. Earl, you look incredibly handsome today. What's going on, brother?
1: What's going on, guys? Uh, just give a little introduction to myself. Rocco did say uh, I'm the social media guy. Um, I thought it was very interesting that they uh, tasked me with this role. I've been trying to you know, boost my own Instagram, and I can't even do that, so it's pretty awesome that they uh, picked me to be their social media guy. So, uh, and like you said, you know, thank you guys so much. We weren't expecting uh, the following we've had. I know I made it last Sunday. We're already, we actually just hit 250 followers at the time of recording. Uh, We just checked it just now. Um, And yeah, like I've never thought that I'd have people DMing the Instagram account saying, you know, we're so excited for you guys. You know, I can't wait to listen.
0: And I'm curious, have you ever had any type of experience marketing before? No, besides my own
1: personal page. But other than that, that's literally it.
0: Yeah, I, I me personally, I was super impressed. Uh, the posts you've done have been unreal, and it's gotten unreal feedback. Uh, we, we appreciate it. But now I want to move on to, uh, to Chris because Chris is somebody. He's actually our general knowledge guru. Uh, we <laughs> actually, <laughs> we actually have some, uh, some fun facts with him that are going to be laid out with the show. And uh, Chris, let's get an introduction in yourself.
2: What's up, Rock?
0: Thank you. Um,
2: yeah, kind of just like Earl said. Thank you, everybody, for all the support. Uh, I know when we came up with this idea i I was not expecting all of that um so that's fantastic i love every one of you um but as far as what do you call me rock or what would you say our general knowledge guru general knowledge guru that that's that's a great title and you know it's funny all of the knowledge i have is completely useless um but i'm happy to share it with everyone so that's great yeah and yeah just a,
1: just to a touch on that, it's not completely useless, uh, but for New Year's Eve, <laughs> me and Chris actually won a trivia competition at we some did. New Year's Eve party we were at, and <laughs> I actually don't have much knowledge about anything, so basically Chris carried me through this little competition, and we won this really cool toy thing. Ooh, and yeah. a Dunkin' gift card. And, and a Dunkin' gift, gift card. card. Mm-hmm.
2: So we're maybe cool. it's not that useless. You never know when you'll need some certain information, so.
0: Oh yeah, just <laughs> even watch some Planet <laughs> Earth or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, I'm actually going to go into uh, our f- the, one of the longest friendships of potentially my entire friendship. I would like to introduce you guys to Doc. Doc's actually our sports specialist. Uh, the chances that he has a bet in is more often than not. So, uh, Doc, let's, uh, let's hear if you got anything in. Give us a background on yourself.
3: Uh, thank you, Rocco. It's funny. Yeah, I do have a bet in, but it's on basketball, and we're currently watching the Philadelphia Flyers play. So I'm a little upset about that. But, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm super excited to be here with three of my best friends. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and we finally made that jump to actually just go ahead and do it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, thanks, everyone, again, for all the following we have. You know, I'm going to leave the social media to Earl and the smart and general knowledge of Chris, but uh, I'm excited to be the sports guy, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, with, the, with the Super Bowl coming up, which we look forward to talking about later on in the show, uh, there's just so much to discuss. And... Doc's a Chiefs fan, diehard Chiefs fan. So is Chris. So <laughs> that be
3: known. I so. made all my friends Chiefs fans, and I'm excited about it.
0: Mm-hmm. We had we made a big transition after uh, we said goodbye to good old uh, good old co- coach Doug Peterson. But uh, yeah, I mean, the first episode we were actually going to discuss how we met, and then we ultimately realized that nobody really cared. Uh, and then uh you know now we actually the the topic that we want to talk about today is adversity and the uh, reason being and i'm not trying to make this about myself this is just exactly what happened we were discussing earlier with our friends that before we started this first episode of the podcast um i actually had just failed a test recently that was uh you know related to what i wanted to do with my future and goals that i had and uh it was not a good day for me personally, and I was I released my anger on Earl, Doc, and Chris, and they were like, "Oh, good, now I got to make a podcast with uh, with this guy today." And ultimately, you know, we just wanted to discuss some adversity. So I I want to know though, what were you guys thinking when I was like literally having that breakdown?
1: Wait, so actually, Doc and Chris texted us and texted me in a separate group message and they said what are we going to do with this guy <laughs> <laughs> so this is mind you this is 2 hours before we're firsting our or posting or recording our first podcast episode and they saw it as oh man maybe this is bad news maybe we should record another day but i saw it as a perfect opportunity because how like this like one thing that we want to make in this podcast is we want to be transparent with our listeners right like we want to make sure that like we want them to relate to our everyday lives. Like, how many times have you know one of our listeners probably failed at something, and had to deal with it through adversity? Like in, in the midst of a global pandemic, you got like people are practicing adversity every day. Like maybe not so much later, but that's just the things that have happened in the last couple months or almost a year now. Like everyone is dealing with adversity. So I said, why don't we just tonight instead of record how we met, and whatever else, why don't we just pick it off at a perfect topic? Yeah,
0: and you know what's funny? A thought that was running through my head was I failed this exam, and it's... You know, coming into this podcast and just you know hanging out with you guys, it actually just made my day better. You guys are fucking fantastic, and you know, Chris actually broke my balls a little bit. Doc actually told me to get a new job, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> I, I actually was on Xbox with Ryan while you were telling us that you failed your test, and I told him like, "Man, I just had something typed out that I probably shouldn't say," and I un- I deleted it, but it said, eh, "You could always be a, a janitor or something." <laughs> <can.">
2: <laughs> well, Rocco, I will say um, you definitely bounced back. You're not very miserable right now. I mean, what happened to you? I'm that It's rough what happened, you know, because how much time you probably spent studying for an exam, right? It was probably a lot. Um, and it's tough to see that result at the end.
0: But from there, it's pretty much all how you react to it, you know? Well, that's what I wanted to say was I'm upset about what well, was. I'm not actually feeling fine now, but I was upset and, like, very frustrated earlier to where there's some people who have stuff that when they fail— could potentially ruin lives (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i just i mean i just got upset through uh through a piece of paper that got a number on it but imagine being that person where you know say you got this answer wrong that half the country is blown up
2: it's (laughs) more of a life or death situation yeah but i mean like i said at least you're bounced back from it you know it's not the end of the world you can redo it you know but it's like i said it's all about reacting to it and i'm glad to see you're not are like wanting to hurt anybody anymore so that's that's good <laughs> well that yeah
3: What's yeah up? it's funny you say that chris because i was telling Earl, i was like i knew chris i was saying you know i had a really bad feeling that i don't know why i'm sorry to say this but i just i was like rock is going to fail this test today and he's going to be extremely miserable and he's going to have that look on his face when he walks in the basement that he's just like i don't want to be here and do this podcast and well, he's he's the main guy. Of this he we need him here, and yeah. Well, I'm very happy to see you not miserable because when you're miserable, you're probably the worst person I've ever met. Oh, just playing that. Well, it's
0: playing this well, day. But first of all, I don't. That's one thing that I noticed on the Instagram, Earl. Earl highlighted me as the first post. Uh, honestly, the you guys know what I do. I end up coming up with ideas and then flaking out of them like the next day. So, I mean, the the, the, the propelled motivation to do this podcast wouldn't be around without you guys. Uh, and especially Earl taking in off the ground marketing wise, Chris and Doc being so gung-ho and honestly adding so many different insights to where that's what's cool about it. I mean, there's a lot of people that we hung out with over time that we're seeing all come together in our follows that are all like super excited for it. I mean, it's super cool. It's super exciting. So, uh, you know, with that, you know, it's, it's exciting to have everyone on the same page and uh, no matter how bad the day is, it's cool that I can be brightened through some friendships. And ultimately it started with doc telling me to get a new job, breaking my <laughs> balls. So, I mean, how, uh, how cool was that? Well, it's you just
3: kind of gave, sorry, you just gave yeah. yourself a perfect example of dealing with adversity yourself. How you said you always have these, these bright ideas and then, you kind of a week later you get off it well like this idea you've been so just every single day i can't wait to do this I can't wait to do this and you're you kept your head on straight and you got us to this point and i think that's a great example of you dealing with adversity of working your job having to study for a test that you failed sorry but you know, you you <laughs> got you got through it and, and you're here today and you're staying we're all sitting here.
0: Alright, well I mean enough with the support. I mean what's uh what well, let's well let's hear some adversity you guys went through. Is there anything that comes to mind where you guys just like were absolutely irate that day of, Couldn't even think straight and you guys were like, Oh my god.
1: <clears throat> oh man. <laughs> you know, it's it's
2: hard question. to think about like that right off the spot. But one thing I wanted to say about adversity itself, not something I've dealt with per se, but just how different it can be for any given person, right? So somebody that has a level head, you'd like to think that they're going to be able to deal with adversity. You know, they're going to deal with it right and overcome it and find ways to channel anger to, you know, put it towards something good. But then there's people that are going to have one little thing go wrong and that's the end of their day. You know, they're miserable from there on. So I just think it's very interesting about adversity itself that anybody can react that differently to it. And, um, it's funny you say it's hard to, for me right now to think of something that like, like for you, I, I, can it's go, so I can go
1: ahead and start and you guys can think about what you guys, you know, what kind of story you guys want to share about you dealing with adversity. So, um, for those of you who know, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, I'm currently a fifth year senior at uh, Rutgers Camden and, um, it wasn't as easy as most people's path of education. Um, So my whole life leading into going into college, I was, like, thinking I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to be a nurse, my family's nurses, I'm going to be a nurse. And I got there, and I was like, I hate this. Like, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. And unfortunately, I stuck into the nursing track for almost two to three years. And then eventually, I actually, well, technically, I failed out of the nursing school. Did you? Well... Well, I quit before they could kick me out. To, that's <laughs> so you genius. didn't you
2: didn't fail out. You quit.
1: Yeah. Well, I had. Well, listen. I, I, I met with my advisor going into my spring semester of my third year, and they were like, "Hey, Earl, you know you're like one, you're like one C away from failing out of nursing school," and then I was like, "Well, Mister John, I quit," <laughs> and he was like, "What?" and I was like, "You're not about to kick me out? Are you serious? Now I'm quitting?" and he was like. So, what are you going to do? So, right there, like right in front of my eyes, my life's blown up. My whole, my, I, $10,000 later, three years, you know, college isn't cheap. And I'm like, wow, I thought I was going to be a nurse my whole life. And now this guy just told me I'm failing out, basically. So, I had to deal with this all of a sudden, this new thing. And I'm like, oh man, so what am I going to do? So, over the next two weeks, I have to meet my new advisor, my new dean of my school. All I'm still at Rutgers this whole time, but the whole while, I'm like, this, this is awful. And then I got to set new goals for myself and find out where am I going to end up in, by graduation. So my ultimately, my solution to this awful situation was, well, I have to find a new major. I have to find out what I want to do for the rest of my life. I still don't know what I want to do the rest of my life, and I'm a fifth-year senior graduating in two months. <laughs> On What's top your of new major?
0: restarting in general. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. honestly. So what is it, Earlier Your major.
1: I, I, I kind of screwed up. So my new major is health science. And the only reason I decided to become a health science major was because my credits transferred over. And I can't waste too much time in college. I don't have the money and I don't have the time. So you had limited options, really. Yeah, it's not like I could be a nursing major, fail out of nursing and say, oh, I'm going to be a business major now. No, then I'd be a a first-year college student at Mm -hmm. 20, 21 years old. So I decided to roll with the health science track. Um, Health science is a very general um, degree that you're pursuing at Rutgers. It's technically like pre-med. If you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a physical therapist or something like that, uh, you should probably go into health science. Um, I actually just met with my advisor last week and this is just another, like, I met with her last week and she was like, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? I was like, I don't know, but I'm 23 and I need to figure out, so please help. <laughs> and, so And did she give you any advice? Well, she told me, um, well, first of all, before we get there, she was asking me, you know, what are my interests and And I said, oh, well, I'm hoping to get into, like, drug research, whether that is, like, working in a lab or maybe just working in a clinical trials area. Um, And she told me, have you ever uh, thought about doing, like, drug sales, like being a a pharmaceutical sales representative? She's like, because just from talking to you in class in person and talking to you through this virtual meeting, like, you have a a great voice, I feel like, and, like, you're very sociable. yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for great sure. Great oh voice. my God, yeah. very soothing, sure, like the best
2: voice. And mm-hmm. she was Go looking,
1: on. she was looking through my course schedule for this semester, and she was like, "You're taking a class on podcasting? That's awesome! I could totally see you as a podcaster." And I was <laughs> like, "Oh, do I have news for you? Do I have <laughs> news for you?" Hon? <laughs> but yeah, that's just one way. Like I had to deal with adversity. Like I failed out of school basically, and I had to find a whole new track. So, well, like s-
0: similarly enough, I actually originally went for accounting. And then absolutely hated it. Took an intermediate accounting with uh the professor. Oh that, yeah, you remember the that professor, Chris. I don't want to worst. mention his name. I don't want to throw him under the bus. But <laughs> he was <laughs> he was honestly he was a professor that anything he said would make you kind of cringe with secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, this is the end of my accounting days. So I ended up switching to math and education, and really just spent three years becoming a human calculator. And that's really about it. And it didn't really transpire into much because I wanted to become a math teacher. And then next thing you know, COVID just hit. And I don't want to beat the dead horse with COVID, but I didn't want to teach kids on Zoom. I mean, it's just not the path I wanted to go. So, I mean, and, and it, it is a brand new start. You're like, oh, what the hell do I do now? Like, And it's it's a very, you're kind of like backed into a corner and it blows. But it just, you know, it is what it is. And then you just got to, you want to know what I realized a good hint and advice is, is just go to sleep and wake up the next day. Like, that's, that's one of the best things you could ever do. Because what I end up doing is just dream about Doc. And um, <laughs> it, it actually ends up helping me out because then I'll wake up freshly renewed because he actually pisses me off more than most people would. But, you know, that's uh that's kind of the the start of why we started Ball Breakers. But,
2: Talk about adversity for these kids in school right now having to do it. I, I can't believe it. It's brutal. I can't believe these I kids can do this. I imagine being in school, especially imagine being in fifth grade. Or even middle school. Imagine being in middle school I and mean, having to do Im- Zoom imagine classes.
1: Imagine being in college, right? You, you and Rocco have both graduated already. Imagine being in college and having to log online. And I'm not, like, I'm 23 years old, and I can't sit through listening to my professor talk. Imagine being, imagine yourself in third grade and your mom telling you you have to log on to talk to your teacher. It's uh, I I don't know how and they they like my classes are an hour max, like these kids are on there for four hours a day plus. Yeah, I actually I'm in school for education,
3: becoming a phys ed teacher, and I had to sit in with like a teacher at a high school, on Zoom with like one of the like student classes. teaching like a student. Much. Ta- yeah, it was right. kind of just an observation, and I was just like just sitting there in the Zoom. This is like a part of my my major or whatever what I have to go through. And just sitting there, like looking at these high school kids that none of them had their cameras on. Or no, they don't pay that. I mean, like Earl just said, I don't pay attention. I'm still in college classes. I sit there for an hour with my camera off and my I'm on mute playing video games, and I'm just <laughs> I can I know exactly that they're doing the same thing, and it's just sad because when you are a teacher, which is you know what I want to do in my life, I I work the best when
1: I'm face to face with a student. That's uh, that's the reason well, why. Another I a teacher. thing is we're we're talking a lot about the kids. But I think a lot of the highlights should—not uh, a lot, but I feel like it should be 50-50. Think about the parents of these kids. Right. I, I'm, I go to the gym with a lot of parents— And I'm like, do your kids fight you to log on here? Because I know if I was in fifth grade, I would be like, Mom, I'm just going to email this girl and tell her my Internet's out today. Like, I'm not logging on there. (laughs) Mm, Right. Come on. on I mean,
0: in in actuality, it's it's in all aspects. I mean, imagine being a teacher and having, like, a set way of teaching to where, especially ones that are any, like, 40 or 50 or above who've had this set method to where now everything's on Zoom and they force you to transition. I mean, I thought – Here's the way I looked at it.
3: That's a perfect example of dealing with adversity. Yeah. Not only for the kids, but for the teachers as well.
0: Well the education's just a, a mess right now and it's yeah. a shame. And I and I actually truly believe that when stuff hits the fan, that it's going to, you know, start taking a turn. Because now it's highlighted. So I actually truly believe that within the next decade, education is just going to skyrocket because they're just going to review all the curriculum. But, I mean, for something not to work for so long right now, I mean, I even a simple solution was, hey, if they're trying to shorten school as it is or the hours with school, why not just have a fall segment and a spring segment and hold outdoor classes? where it's in person or something like that to where it's more engaging you do it three hours a day maybe heated tents i mean they have it at skeeters (laughs) they they heat it tents (laughs) so like why can't you do it for the kids to where it's in person and they don't have to wear a mask because the seats are six feet apart and you know you do it that way i mean zoom fatigue is a real thing yeah it is a hundred percent
3: it's horrible i I have a two three hour class on zoom and i I was here the other night (sighs) I, did long. I pay attention once? No. How am I <laughs> gonna sit there for three hours learning about exercise physiology? I can't do it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just it's about sparking motivation, and you, it's hard to do that
1: through a screen. You can't. It's not only about sparking motivation. It's it's almost like how can you bounce back from this? How like okay, school's canceled. What now? How are you gonna deal with this? What are you gonna do to change it?
0: Do you mean from the students' from
1: perspective? everyone's perspective? And just how are you going to deal with what are we going through? I feel like the idea with the tent and like
2: being outside, like that almost sounds like too, too like practical. You know what I mean? It makes too much sense. (laughs) It makes makes too too much much sense for it even to happen because, well, that, that would be, if I was a kid in like fifth grade and they said, your classes are outdoors, like out back, I would be like, oh my God, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if I was locked indoors from the pandemic all that time. I would be like, this is fantastic. You know what I, I find crazy?
3: Is that like when this pandemic hit, how clueless a lot of the educators were with like technology. Because I remember when it hit my cl- I don't know if you guys were, were you guys still in school. I think you were.
2: Yeah, I was graduating. They, with my l- last they legit
3: just said, hey, here's an assignment. Get it done before May 5th or whenever the semester ends. It just kind of shows that like then they don't prepare you. for... I mean, it's obviously it's hard. And no one's gonna prepare you for a global pandemic, but technology is something that should be in a teacher's curriculum and what they should learn and something like that. Like well, it's gonna be now. Well, no yeah, matter obviously, what. but even I don't know. I just thought it was interesting to just show how like, I mean, Zoom's been around for a few years. It's not like it's never been there. Now,
1: could you imagine, like. When we were in fourth grade, if this was to happen, when we were in fourth grade, oh, we'd have a field. Light. When we were in no, 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 when we were in fourth grade, they had you like what was that thing? The overhead. Oh yeah. They didn't even have laptops back in two thousand six oh, or like something. Oh, like projector you know I mean? thing? Oh yeah, yeah the overhead yeah. with the um the laminated like yes. piece of paper. They oh would do math God. problems on it. I love seeing that thing. thing, dude. Those are the best. Like it's 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 just I don't know. It's just well, nuts.
0: it's so this thought actually just popped into my head and like think about this like we met me and doc met in middle school and me and chris took off in high school and me and chris me and earl took off due to your guys friendships through college and these kids are now in Zoom not socializing with many people. Like, how are these kids gonna get friends and socialize? <laughs> They're not. And, like, it's it's insane that this is that there's nothing being talked about to even propel this. Or I mean there's nothing wrong we, with it. They c-
1: they've talked about it before. I know I remember when I was taking childhood psychology, we were talking a lot about the use of technology. So like this is something we could talk about for hours and hours. Like, think about like Do like I don't know. You don't see kids anymore that are playing at the park, not as much. I mean, you'll see them, but not not like we were. I feel like every day I was riding my bike somewhere, or I was playing football in a field somewhere, or I was playing basketball at the park. Like people aren't kids aren't doing that anymore. Like everyone, every kid has their tablet now. Like if you go out to dinner, you're seeing kids on their tablet. Like it's.
2: I noticed that when I worked at a restaurant, and this was two three years ago, when I was working at a restaurant there would be kids almost like i would say more than half of the kids that i would had at my tables had like tablets there was kids that had airpods in and they like wouldn't get a, like the parents weren't saying anything mm-hmm. i was
1: thinking it, like it's almost that, like they give it to them just so they would like just shut leave up. them alone
3: yeah. right well one of the things as an educator that i have to be able to teach kids is is uh social socially and emotional like health how am i supposed to teach someone how to your social health when they're not practicing it yeah how exactly how would you teach a kid social health and through zoom <laughs> chris uh, why me i, I don't I, know I, I was just looking at you and, and not I, for nothing i don't know if,
1: i don't know if like a lot of our like listeners like have like that like uh zoom like it like if you guys log on zoom and you log into a class very rarely do you have your your camera on like it's just not a thing like people just don't have their camera on like you can't even pick up someone if you were to tell someone something outlandish like if you were to tell them like the um, United States was going to break off Canada next week you wouldn't even know what their facial expression was looking like you wouldn't even know if that was the right thing to say or not like Girl, especially, especially if you're
0: a teacher and every all the kids are not don't have their cameras on Exactly It's funny that you brought up how you used to ride your bike everywhere because So, from middle school to, like, maybe the beginning of the first year or two of high school, like, I was known as that kid that was not a part of the popular group. And uh, it was funny because me and Doc—so, Doc used to be as fat as can be, and now he's actually just as skinny as he can possibly be because he's just as handsome as ever. Dude, Doc was a chunkster. Doc was—I mean, when we say chunkster— I'm a chunkster. No, but when we say chunkster, we mean literally the definition of obese for—like, this is what Michelle Obama strived to get rid of.
3: My doctor (laughs) never—she never said I was obese.
0: Well she like, lied. Oh, you can classify me as obese. She she lied. And but <laughs> she <laughs> lied. <laughs> Call
3: my doctor a liar. But so he's calling
0: you fat. I'll never forget the story where me and Doc we, we texted these two girls and we were gonna meet them at Custard Shack and we were like, yo, let's ride our bikes there. And we were like, all right, and the one bike ended up giving out and Doc actually did like a faceplant into the into the street and he got a rock lodged up his arm. In which my mom, I'm not sure if she remembers this, but my mom actually ended up taking the rock out of his arm with, like, tweezers and, oh like, God. having to patch his arm up. And we never even got to see those girls anyway. That was the first <laughs> time we were going to interact with females that was together.
3: was first time I ever got my heart broken, I think. Yeah,
2: and they didn't Wait, even do so it to us directly. What does this have to do with
0: Doc being fat? It doesn't. I just wanted to highlight. Well, this Doc is me dealing with He just adversity. has to set
1: the scene. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was fat and I fell and I still got back on my feet. I was a warrior. I had a rock. I was what <laughs> nine, ten years old. I dealt with adversity at that yeah. first time I yeah. dealt with adversity in my life. I had to get back on my feet after I fell off my bike. Those mm-hmm. are the
2: experiences that you need. Mm-hmm. You need to be young and fat. Well, and, and these
1: kids aren't doing that. I'm sure you guys... <laughs> I mean, so, so I'm sure you guys had enough time to think about you know, your little situation that you bounced back from, that you guys demonstrated adversity. Do you guys have anything for us? Well, I can go. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I'll go. That's well, since, all well, I was just thinking about since I mean, I've
3: I played sports my entire life. I mean, it's nothing crazy, but you know, Chris played baseball with me in high school, and you know, me and Chris were never the best baseball players, but we, we sat the bench. You guys were bad. We were bad. Oh, we were. I was, I was bad. But to get to my point, um, I was one of those people I showed up on practice on time every day. I did everything. I worked extremely hard. I think it was like my junior year. We made the playoffs. I didn't get much playing time. Like I said, I sat the bench. I, I don't care. I had a lot of fun. But I remember it was the first game of the playoffs, and our coach called up a freshman, who we're actually very good friends with now to play in a playoff game, to play in a position that I practiced at all year. And I was – in that moment, I was like, that was the first time in my mind ever I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit. But then I was like, well, what's quitting going to do? I'm going to show up every day still and just prove that, you know what, I'm not going to let you bring me down. You know what I mean? I mean, I know it's not a crazy story. Just but work a little harder. Yeah, I'm just going to work harder before. and prove just to be you better. you're not going to get to me. You know, I'm not going to quit. I mean, it hurt, but I still showed up to practice the next day and – I worked extremely hard.
0: Did you ever end up being a starter on that baseball team?
3: Yes. Senior <laughs> senior year. I started the the first two games. I was the this is funny. <laughs> I did not get any playing time. Chris remembers too. He was the same thing happened to him and coach is reading the lineup the one day and, and he's like, uh, so and so Ben second, John third, Doc fourth, Chris five. <laughs> and me and Chris look at each other we're like Dude, we haven't been in the
1: lineup in, like, two weeks. You guys must have thought it was junior prom or something. And then you guys yo, were like, yo.
2: I thought he was stumbling his words when he said my name batting <laughs> like, fifth. I was like, <laughs> you, like well, on. it's funny because you go into those games, like, ready to sit the whole game.
1: Yeah, we were
3: ready. We had our seeds and Gatorade ready to be chewed and spit Wait, that's outward.
1: what I was going to say. Like, I can really, like, vividly remember, like, sitting in, like, six-period lunch my junior year. You guys were seniors, and you were like... Yeah, Chris was like, yo, Doc, I can't wait to chew seeds and drink Gatorade later today. <laughs>
3: like, that's, that was our whole entire baseball year. And then he calls our name. We're batting to probably one of the two most important spots in a lineup. But well, we had a really good game, by the way. I stayed in the lineup, Chris, not so much. But no,
2: but I had a good game that game. When 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 our names are called.
3: i never seen a ball hit so far in my life. I hit a moonshot.
1: Would you say use your thighs? It Well, I um, mean, that's the only source I mean, of power is
2: your thighs. <laughs> and I learned that the right way in that game and we were playing on um where were we at
3: we were at coastal carolina and yes
2: beach. and the field was beautiful that's when that you, yeah was it imagine imagine was being
3: motivation. on your we were on a myrtle beach trip we didn't we haven't i haven't seen live pitching in two weeks and we're on a college level baseball field against you should see the kids are playing all of them released six five Every and your coach's team was like reads tall. your your name out and you're batting fourth I was just like, yeah, this is not going to last this <laughs> entire game. But that it was
2: awesome, though. We actually ended up winning in the bottom of the seventh. Well, we were the home team, right? No, well, we won in the very last inning. We were winning by one run. Yeah,
3: one of our good friends, Victor LeBron, he struck out the side. And he saved one of our other good friends. Yeah. Oh, probably was, the best game ever to, to watch. That was awesome.
2: But, but there, well, th- Doc, that was a great um, example of overcoming adversity, really, because. Thank you. Just bouncing <laughs> like
1: we. <laughs> How was it like, said? Is it overcoming adversity, or is it overcoming a downfall with adversity, or like? No, it was definitely it was definitely the first one. It's overcoming yeah. adversity. I'm, I'm not. Don't first
0: of all. Well, I want everyone to know this. I was a math major for a reason. So please do not take anything I say with vocabulary to heart. But from the way it sounded, it sounded like the first one, overcoming adversity. Because you're overcoming. I will believe adversity is like the difficult, like. Roller coaster of emotions or tough times, so you're right. overcoming that adversity.
3: I have a question for like our general knowledge guy over here. Is is there like positive forms of adversity? If that makes any sense. Well, if you think about it in the Absolutely. context we're talking, it's all positive. Yeah, like, right. you would not like. You we say adversity as if like we we deal it's something that happens that's bad. Yeah, in your life, I but think there I think something? for you to
1: exude adversity, you have to first have a pitfall.
0: The definition is. Difficulties, semicolon, misfortune.
1: Oh, so yeah, you are overcoming adversity. Right. So, wait, so no, so there's then, no positive adversity. Okay, wait. So I, I thought that adversity was like your bounce back, but actually it's the pitfall. It's like the process of dealing with it. Oh, dealing you think that's funny, Doc? <laughs> it's
3: your pitfall. I like that word. I don't know. That was a good word. Pitfall. What was that you said before? How to exude?
1: Exude? Yeah, I never heard. Can you uh, now what's hold of Now, now is cre- that a word? Exude? Yeah, well, it's, like, uh, it's, like it's like it's like demonstrating. It's like you demonstrated. I, I you I've heard, you heard you of exuberate. For me? Wait, were you thinking I of exuberate? Know, well, somebody Eight. check me, that I don't know. Fact check, Chris. I,
0: I check you out every day.
2: I'm our fat guy, I guess. So I'm gonna have to do Wait, it. Wait, did you say fat or
0: fact? Both. Well,
2: how about I'm the fat fact
0: guy? So, Chris, <laughs> why? Because I feel like you might have to figure out how to like spell it too. It's funny when you bring up that coastal Carolina stuff because that was probably the most motivation I've ever had to play sports was traveling out of state, and especially mm-hmm. when especially when you're younger, you feel like a professional. Um, and you know, I'm sure you guys on the I mean, we, we me and Chris played street hockey. It's like not even near the same thing because there was no type of pro way of looking at street hockey but that's when i got my most motivation was like traveling to pittsburgh or canada yeah. when we got our teeth kicked in you know
3: what pissed me off about that game in coastal carolina the game didn't count it was like just a filling game and i remember it was the best game i've ever had in my so uh, now it all career. makes
1: sense why you guys played yeah uh, exa- <laughs> well that well, was
3: this is me getting back to the point of like it didn't even matter for me and chris he was just trying to make us feel good about ourselves our coach but we, well, we uh, rose to the occasion. Yeah, but the game didn't count. And I remember we so both like had a what good occasion. game. occasion?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the
2: occasion of our names being called. Yeah, our
3: names got called, and we produced. We we stepped up when our name was called, and that's the whole point of adversity, right? You step up when your name's called. I so, mean, answer me.
0: Ahead. So, answer me a question. As we're speaking about adversity, do you guys <laughs> do you guys remember a time of when? You like lashed out because you were so angry. Something you wouldn't do when you were thinking straight.
1: Like let's say you uh, you were dealing with adversity in a in a wrong way.
0: Yeah, like for like a prime example of today, like when I texted you guys, there were probably some, out. Yeah, there were probably some things said that. I, Thank God it was via text. Cause had I seen you guys in person, you know, I probably would have put a hole in the wall. I probably would have called Chris like a fat ass, and I never would have really meant it. But like that's just some of the stuff that only you low key. Yeah, only, <laughs> only low key, but like, that's you know, do, do you guys? I mean, I remember when I was playing poker with Chris, and I flopped, or I ended up getting three triple eights, and I like was down to one percent on this hand, and then me and Chris's friendship was almost ruined because he actually stood up and left after that hand. But I was I mean, very upset, but I,
2: I'm a very level-headed person, but for some reason, when I play poker, I cannot contain my emotions. Doc knows. Because I've snapped on a few people at the casinos, and I don't know why that is. I I that's the only thing. Well, I can tell you why,
1: because it costs money. Well, and I yeah, suck like, at it. I think yeah. it's money, yeah. money.
2: Yeah, but but if I put money on a sports game and lose, like it's that is what it is. But for some reason, poker.
1: Well, because you're. You control your you could yeah. Poker's a whole
3: different game. You control your money, you control your
1: The your people your who are sitting at your table are controlling what's happening. It's not like you're you're gonna see Joel Embiid later tonight when he misses that layup. <laughs> like right. when you see Joel Embiid after he misses that layup, you might give him a piece of your mind. Man, that's yeah, no I mean, shot. That dude's I've, like seven listen, seven two.
2: That's probably one that's probably a guy I wouldn't give a piece of my mind, but yeah, but it's funny. I, I don't know what it is about poker, but that that's why I got upset with you that night. And I I think just that little like smirk on your face, like I wanted to smack it off so bad, but obviously I didn't. And what did I do? I got up and left. Nah.
0: No, you, I think you, I thought you did.
2: Well, I think I cracked out. I didn't have any more money.
0: Yeah. And then like, you that left. was
2: the end of my stack and my money. So
0: there's a there's a couple of friends in our friend group who have that smirk. I have it. Doc has it. Vic has it. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, the the Vic, the,
3: the famous smirk. Victor Smirk. That's that's our, our
1: six-man Vic. If yeah. one of us are ever out, you know, our listeners, are you guys are going to hear Vic, yeah. probably. Mm. Vic's a great guy, though. Can well, I just
3: say something real fast? Yeah. Getting back to uh, the whole baseball story. Yeah, oh, my
1: God, let it die. Well, no, yeah, I wanted to right. just say uh, it's
3: funny because I actually work for my coach now. I'm actually the Highland JV baseball coach, right now. know. And just to give a little shout-out to him, he's the greatest guy in the world. He's helped me through a lot, and he I think the world of him. So I just wanted to say well, that. Well, that's
2: good. That's, that's just a sign that – not a sign, but an example that he never – he appreciated what you did when you were on the team, you know what I mean? Like, you were always a guy that, like you said, that worked hard, and um, he appreciated that, and he knew that you could pass on that same mentality to the kids. So, so fr- that's from
1: what Rocco originally brought up was have you ever lashed out? Now, I'm sure in sports you have. Was I there, have was there ever a time that your coach pissed you off or maybe oh, you broke dude. your bat on your knee?
2: Hold on. Or let me make like you know
1: it be harder. Because I have
0: one that's on my mind, but like,
2: I, I <laughs> Yeah, like while we're talking
1: one. about lashing out. Like, I when, have a funny one. You guys so, for sure have stories.
2: So that I was, um, this was when I was playing street hockey, like Rocco said. And you remember, Rocco was there. He remembers this story. So I was in a tournament and. Um, I think we were in the semifinals and we were playing a team that was not as good as our team and we always struggled with this team and we ended up losing two one and we were up one nothing with like less than a couple minutes left in the game and we completely blew it. And at the very end I had a chance to score and I completely just blew the opportunity. <laughs> right. And the game the ends first time. And I like I said before, I'm very level headed. And I usually can deal with my anger, you know, and accept something bad happening to me and not freak out. But when I tell you there was nothing stopping me this game, I straight up took my hockey stick and tomahawked it. You were there; you saw it. Like I a, was, like I was Carter Hart level. No, like I, I almost hurt myself because the stick snapped and like hit me in the stomach. Oh. I remember I had a, a, a bruise on my stomach from it. And the funniest part about the entire story is that the stick was brand new, right? <laughs> <laughs> the stick was brand new. My dad had just bought it for me. And the whole ride home, he wasn't even worried about the game, me being mad, nothing. He was mad that I broke the stick, and we just paid like twenty nine ninety nine for it. But <laughs>
3: I agree with him. I'd be pissed, too. Well, oh the God. funniest thing... It was unbelievable.
0: The funniest thing is I actually never... I actually never ever like watched Chris's games because I was on a tournament team from I I traveled from different townships or I mean, I once I didn't get picked for one A team I went to the other you know I got <laughs> right. signed signed a couple contracts when I was twelve years old then though, <laughs> um but yeah so I never watched Chris's games but my game was up next on the rank that we were on so my dad me and chris's dad were actually all sitting next to each other and when we watched chris broke that stick together i'll never forget chris's dad like nodded his head a little bit he said yeah, I just bought him that stick. <laughs> and, That's what I'm saying, dude. He was so upset with me. And I never seen. And that was the thing is, I I saw your dad show a little frustration, which was something he never did. But he never like acted out or anything. But no. I could tell by the way he talked, he was like, "Yeah, I just I just bought Chris that stick." And then he he ended up not talking to me and my dad until the game was over because I knew he was frustrated with his handsome son. Yeah, you knew he was.
2: You knew that I was gonna get it in the car from him. <laughs> like he he would have never done it in front of everybody, but. That was that's the only time like truly in my life that I can remember like losing control of my emotions. That's
0: the second time you choked in hockey. Yeah, it
2: was. But yeah. well, no, it was probably like the tenth time. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I never had the clutch gene. But did, did you ever find that word? No, I, exu. That, you is that not a word? That's not a word, Earl. Uh, oh my goodness, it, how'd you can, spell it? Well, I started with X, E X H U E. No. Exhue? It's not a word. No, you. I think like the word exhume means to like dig up a dead body. Yeah, I don't. Think <laughs> I guess I'm really... not good at talking. No, that's not, No, I think you're great at talking. I Just, think you're fantastic. It
1: was one at accident. Don't fast, worry man. about it. All right. Well, I'm sick of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, Listen, I'm I the fat guy. I'm Nothing's
3: a... getting by me. I definitely have. La- no. Getting back to the lashing out point.
1: Like, and I'm talking about like a major lashing out point. Well, like I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like you struck out and you threw your helmet onto the bench. Like, I I'm talking got about, about the game for doing you that. freaked out.
2: Like, there was no going back. Like, once you reach this point, like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the anger yeah. level. You Get mean, it. like, so
0: I, there's one time that really, so I could. There was obviously a couple times in sports, but I feel like sports is kind of hard to really add a ton of weight to it because everybody has their breaking point in sports. Right, But, you know, there there was one time where I, I was – you guys know I always work part-time, and I was working as a cook one day. And, dude, there was one day where, the, like, the printer broke on my side, and, you know, I was getting yelled at, and I was literally just putting in all effort, and I knew I was just – Absolutely putting in work to where I actually had a complete meltdown. Like I just yelled at everyone in the place. I slammed out, walked and never walked out of the job in my entire life. And this was at the job that I'm at now with the pizza shop. And I, I'll never forget. I was like, I never want to see myself get to that point again. It was one of the, it like, actually, like I actually yelled as loud as I could and went out the back door and pushed it open to the point where like you heard it throughout the restaurant. And it was like, God, like when was this? <sighs> this what, is this was this Denny's? No. No, I didn't no, have he that. You just said it was at the pizza joint. Yeah, right? I I never even had that breakout at Denny's. I mean, with Denny's, Denny's is just different. When you're younger, you kind of like accept way more stuff. I kind of just quit it. Denny's. is
1: dysfunctional
2: in itself anyway. Just that just was used probably the
1: cr- best place I've ever worked at. I mean, it's literally dysfunctional. It's no longer running. Yeah. No, there's Denny's still. No, Relax, but the
0: Denny's. Our Denny's is dead. Our Denny, dude. Our Denny's actually the, the fryer would catch on fire, and we would just say, "Ah, oh, it's on fire again," and wow. wait for it to stop. And it was Not connected again. to a gas line, like we were just, <laughs> we were just risking our lives Saturday night. The fryer would, was actually on fire with gas and this oil and everything. It was like behind the fryer, and then they would just use the fire extinguisher and be like, "All right, we're back." Oh my god, you can only imagine uh, whatever that fire extinguisher shit probably got in the food. Well, no, <laughs> what they they covered the top.
2: Oh. Of the oil, They're probably
1: still served it. Yeah, oh I my mean,
0: God! Yeah, that's what De- that's Denny's pride, baby. That's right. why the
1: food was so good. <laughs> yeah. <what> uh, <laughs> sorry, guys, <laughs> if you ever ate at that Denny's. <laughs> 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 at All right, little
2: let's com- not da- bash enjoy. Denny's too much before they come knocking on our front door. We don't know how they get down.
0: Yeah, facts. <laughs> well, no. So we're not bashing Denny's, and we're just bashing our Denny's. Right, which no longer exists.
2: So,
1: yeah. so yeah, if yeah, it's you it's like do have a reason, if you have an issue, like, there's no going back anymore. So, sorry th- if you ate there.
0: Tell <laughs> you what, there's no better feeling in life than being drunk at a Denny's at two a.m. And I stole a plate from there once. Just a plate?
1: No, like I didn't <laughs> want it. I didn't want it to go container. I took it with me.
2: Like the food you on the plate, just
3: walked out with like silverware and a plate.
1: Yeah,
2: that's savage. Do that
3: you still like, have that plate? Probably. My, uh, I don't know. My I think mom. you should frame that and sell it once Denny's goes out of business. Oh. You yeah, might have, have to that pay the
2: seller.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> for I'd lose my <laughs> shipping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When was that? That had to be I don't like even know. Ten years ago.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the l- only time that I ever went to Denny's Drunk was when I was in high school. Well, I was gonna say,
2: I don't think I've ever been in Denny's Drunk. We, you like, for sure had
1: to have been in Denny's Drunk.
2: I don't mm,
3: You never been there like after like a house party in high school? Like
1: come on. I guess. Did we do that? Like No, I never I actually never drank until I was twenty one. Me That's either. True, yeah, right? no, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Good point,
2: Earl. No, yeah, but I, I don't know. I just I enjoyed Denny's, and a lot of people judge me for that.
0: But would like you cheese didn't, ca- Rocco? Cheese? No, I, dude, I enjoyed Denny's. I just talk a lot of a lot of shit on Denny's, but yeah. like, I mean, for the most part, dude. All right, so this is actually transitioning a little bit one thing i'm always going to do or try to provoke my kids to do is work in food business cuz i feel like that was the beginning of me like getting like like sticking up for myself like when you have diner servers yelling at you for toast and like telling you to go screw yourself and dude the food business industry can be rough and that was you guys knew me from middle school and high school i had no type of voice like i was literally just the the the, the softest person you would ever meet you still, you still are. and i still am i still but baby i am w- to it right yeah
1: no like baby shit soft yeah
0: i mean it is what it is but i mean i i mean like i would be like charm and soft <laughs> so, are you trying
2: to tell me that you working in the restaurant business, like, helped you what? Like, become, not have thin skin?
1: I think he says, like, become, like, more callous. Dude,
0: when you have servers, right. like, literally cursing at you for toast. For fucking toast.
2: Yeah.
3: You, know? you know? So, did you ever deal with adversity at Denny's or it's the restaurant business? <laughs> Dude, are you uh, kidding me? Absolutely.
2: Yes. The <laughs> restaurant business is rough, man. Good. Especially if you're, like, a server in a busy restaurant. Like, I once had a Romanian man... <laughs>
1: How did you and know he was Romanian? Did he have like a tattoo on his neck? Did, did you fact Romanian? check Romanian. He told yeah. me he wasn't
2: he Bulgarian. He told me that he was Romanian. Well,
1: he couldn't have been that bad if you guys got that far.
2: No. So, well, he was yelling, like raising his voice, pretty much yelling at me because it was something so small. I forget it. Like I missed the tartar sauce or something that he wanted. Ew, and imagine he said, getting tartar sauce from Denny's. No, no, no. no this was a, oh. a crab joint. Oh, okay. He got like crab oh, or some shit. And he just told me, like, you're just a server. Like, I need a new server. You don't know what you're doing. You're just a server. That's what he was saying to me. In the middle of this busy place. And I, I that was one time I had to actually, like, control myself. You didn't it, lash out? I, no. Well, I told my... I I To help myself not lash out, I just told my manager, like, listen, you got to just get this guy away from me. And what she said to me was, no. So... I had to just deal with it.
1: I have, a, I had a very similar situation. So like, with, I worked at at the Depper Mall for a long, long time, probably six years when I first was able long to work. Time. Yeah, I worked there until I was like twenty one or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I always hated. We have like literal policies that like you like so if someone brought back a pair of shoes that was worn, I can't take them. Like I can't take back worn shoes. Right. And I always hated. Like these po- these policies are set in stone for a reason, but like managers can like give like a exception to these people. Like if they like kind of mm. just
2: tried them on, maybe wore them once. No no
1: no 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 no. Like I'm talking about this late. Like this is a specific time. To think of this lady's son. Literally must have ran through 35 fields. He looked like he was farming during the day, and she was like his his air bob his air bubble broke in his Air Maxes. So I'm like, well I can't take him back. Like right. I can't. Like it's not it's not allowed. So then she, you know, throws her little fit, blah, blah, blah. Why can't I return my shoes? I bought them here. They're broken. So I'm like, no, I can't. She's like, can I talk to your manager? And I'm like, <laughs> oh uh, of God. course you can, Karen. You can talk Karen, to your manager. I was just
2: thinking that. It's such a Karen move. And my
1: manager comes in and she's like, yeah, w- we'll take them back. And I, I literally hung I li- I hung my lanyard up. And I'm like, why? Like, you don't have my back. Like, why don't you have my back? Right. Like, and we have policy set in stone for this. So why, you know, and, and that was a time when I was like, no, I'm done. Like, I'm not working for you. You don't have my back
0: like well, you're like my- there there's actually a philosophy that i heard where if you treat there's a, there's companies who are more focused on treating the customer right but they're actually not as successful and again this is all stuff that i've heard i've never actually researched personally but i'd like to hear your guys two cents where there's companies that treat the customer right they focus on them first But then there's also companies, and I've heard this as uh, a a philosophy for Costco, to where they actually treat their employees first, customers second, because it's a domino effect to where since their employees are happy and treat it the right way, it transpires to how they treat their customers. And I was like, wow, I think I heard this back in high school, one of our English
1: classes. I know my girlfriend's grandmother is in love with Costco. She doesn't have well you could tell her Costco, she would be like, Oh, they started the United States. They're great. I love Costco. <laughs> where been been is it Costco? Me
0: neither. Yeah, where's the closest one?
1: I think there's one in Mount Laurel. Have you ever been to Where's Top Golf? I think it's close to Topgolf. That's like Mount I think it is Mount Laurel. Is okay. it like a
0: Sam's you need like
1: a subscription? Yeah, it's very similar to like Sam's and BJ's. Oh yes. I've
2: yeah, I've never <laughs> been to a Costco. But it's from what I've heard, like you it's funny you say that. Anytime I've ever heard somebody talk about Costco they love it oh yeah people 100%. don't have
1: anything bad to say about Costco and I feel like it runs parallel with what you're saying like they treat their employees good and essentially the employees treat the customers good well that's so so wait yeah going back to what you said how Costco
3: treats their employees first and then the customers i Are
1: don't you know. trying to
3: say that that like by them treating their employees you know they making them their first, employees happy and that's going to make their customers happy? Yeah, or I mean, they're, they're, right. they're so, going to be
2: happy that they're there. they're not going to hate their job and hate the fact that they have yeah, to do like, to their Yeah, like, think about
1: job. Chris got basically jerked off by this Romanian guy at this crab joint. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, think about his next table, because his manager didn't have his back. This next table is probably going to, Chris probably going to be miserable. So now if his manager took a different pair and said, nah, Chris, you're right, we back you 100%. I, I just Chris didn't want to deal with
2: the guy anymore. And, and what I was told was, like just deal, you know. Like I'm not switching you. Just tell them to calm down, something like that. And You're I was dealt like, with adversity.
3: You know,
2: <laughs> I mean, I you know that was adversity, but I was just
0: upset that there was a, a, a grown ass man talking to me like that. <laughs> well, no, there there are, and I this actually happened to me personally. Um There are managers who, like you said, Chris, treat their employees like where the customer is always right. And I'll actually never forget at Denny's, I brought out food due to the fault of the cook, where the hash browns they were cooked well, but the cheese wasn't melted on the hash browns. Mm. And I brought it out to this party of fifteen, and they told me like the second I put it down, they said, "Take that back." <laughs> and they didn't even—it's <laughs> your fault. Yeah. So. They, they didn't even say—they didn't even say, "Listen, can I get a new set?" Of that? No, they just said, take that back. And I said, hmm. "I said, all right, like no problem, miss." But. And then I took it back. I brought them back. And that was the only issue we had since then. I think if anything, there was maybe a, like a stack of two pancakes missing that, where that took like five minutes to cook. And then when we went to go split the check, it was, they, they split the check as a family. And I accidentally missed an all-you-can-eat pancakes that was $4 and put it on the wrong side of the family's check to where they lit me up. They said, we aren't paying for this. Ba, ba, ba. They said you are the worst server we ever had,
3: the, and I was like, oh "Wait, my so there God. was two different families?
0: They they were the same family, but they split the check. I think they were two different so immediate." So they cut families. their
3: family in half. In half. Yeah. They sat separately, but they put it on a family. They sat at the same table.
0: They sat at the same table. They split the check amongst two immediate families, and they just gave me no benefit of the doubt. It's like if there was any type of issue, it was light me up, not talk to me about it. And I mean, that's, I mean, if you're part of the food business industry, everyone knows that those days are going to happen. So I was perfectly fine with it. At the time in terms of just like, all right, it was just a bad table, whether it was a mess up or like maybe I could have told the cook to melt the cheese. Like you try to give yourself any benefit of the doubt of how you could have done better. But as this lady's walking out the door, she told me, she said, you know, what's funny about this situation after we had removed the all you can eat pancakes and just really gave into their demands. She said, you know, what's funny about this situation? And I was 17 at the time. She said, I work in a college office. You work at Denny's. You think about that.
2: That's like what the Romanian guy was saying to me. It's like a similar thing. Like they're demeaning you because you're working as a server.
0: Yes. And that's what was said to me. And she said, I'm telling corporate about this. Walked out the door. (laughs) And believe it or not, the manager at the time, uh, her name was Kathy. Chris, I'm not sure if you remember her. I know Doc does. Of course I remember her. Uh, She She was was probably the love of my life. She was a sweetheart. She actually said to me, she said, Rocco, I saw exactly how you handled that table. She was like, if that manager goes to corporate, I'll call corporate myself and get your back. And there I'll go. and I'll never forget. Like that's one of the reasons why I stayed at Denny's for so long. And that could be. i mean, again. I have no idea how Costco works. I have no idea if that's even the true theory. But you know, if that's part of why they're so successful, or why companies like that are so successful, I'll never forget. That's just I want to work for my manager and do good by them because of that. Because of that response, right? But I mean, that's just dude, <laughs> food biz. That was actually one of the. That's probably one of the times I lashed out. I actually took a bin of. Dishes and just threw it at the fucking, uh, at the the sink and
1: whatever the yeah, bus station was. and I had was. to clean it up. <laughs> <And Doc laughs> oh my Wait, god! Wait, I remember this. You gotta yeah. be kidding me, right now. <laughs> I didn't work there, but I remember you guys. I remember
3: about l- watching it happen, and I looked at him and I was like, "That was just that you're you're cleaning this. I'm not doing that." <laughs> I he, was. You but, still did it though.
2: You cleaned it, or he did. He had to. He was
3: the bus boy. I was the bus boy. I was easily the <laughs> best bus boy there too. By the way, but. Yeah, that pissed me off because this, <laughs> is, my, this is my friend and I'm working with him, and he's made—I mean—made my job harder. That's all. It was just a little annoying.
2: I would have been. I would have to Yeah, no. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, Rocco. Well, Rocco, <laughs> that, Rocco that you has threw anger something at the out. wall,
0: but I would—if I was Doc—I would have said, "Listen, you're cleaning this, or I'm out." <laughs> I, I had some temper. Yeah, so there were there was a couple times where this is another story where. Vic actually, and you guys don't know him personally, but he was another busboy that worked with us. He actually took, I'm not sure if you guys ever worked in food business to where on the countertops, there's like little circles to where if you open up the drawer, you can insert a trash can. And that little circle on the countertop is where you put the trash in. Oh, right. So Vic actually took out the trash (laughs) and I had just got done brewing a fresh pot of coffee, but I didn't know it. So I was talking to a server looking the other way while behind me, he took out this trash can I actually (laughs) made the pot of coffee, took out the coffee grounds, and just threw it in that hole. Oh, no. And he's looking at me, and I said, What's your problem? He said, You see what you just did? And I said, Vic, I got six tables. I got to go. And, he, I, and that's what, like, I was 17 at the time. I felt bad, but I'll never forget the look on his face because he was like, There's no way, as my friend. He just <laughs> dropped coffee grounds on this floor and told me to clean it up. I
3: can see that look right in my mind right now. Just a mm-hmm. pure disappointment. Yeah, oh, like, he was upset. Really,
0: that's all there is to it. He's just ashamed at you. Well, food business, you got to learn how to work on the fly. Like, you kind of just got it. you have to. And yeah. I mean, again, that was a huge mistake, but I'm just looking, I'm just thinking about the look on his face, and I'm like, Wow, I can't believe looking back. At that, I told Vic to clean up some coffee grounds. So, what was your favorite
2: job out of all of those? Out of food you business, and how many restaurants? I worked like at four, a right. I
0: worked at the Subway. I worked.
1: Yeah, Yo, did you guys see that Subway's tuna isn't real tuna? What is that? That was in the news today. To I know. I know a lot of people who who only went to Subway because they liked their tuna, and I saw a headline on Twitter today. I mean, it might have been one of those fishing headlines. No, 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 no. it's true if it was on Twitter. 100% well, com- <laughs> well, Complex tweeted <laughs> Nothing it. Nothing on the d- internet is false. I only saw right. Complex tweet it, but so they, that's true. they said there was something that came out today. I think it was around 1 o'clock. They said that Subway's tuna isn't real tuna.
2: Now, did they give any kind of insight I didn't read it. I
1: just read that. I'm one of those guys, just the headline. I, right, so that's
2: so when I worked that there, it's fake tuna.
1: Go when on. I
0: worked there, it was actually in a package. It was like a, uh, it was like one of those foil like packages. It was like metal like foil ish package, and you would cut it open, and it looked like real tuna. And then you mix in a certain amount of mayo through the ingredients, and yeah, I mean, it looked real.
1: mayonnaise! You
2: didn't have to say the part about mayo.
0: Oh, okay. You know what? Maybe you know, maybe we should get some polls on this podcast, see if people like mayo or don't like mayo. There's gonna be an overwhelming majority of people that don't like.
2: mayo. I disagree. I think
1: lo- I think more people like mayo Me than too. not like. You gotta be joking! Right no, now. I there's think
0: just, there's it just can't be. What do you got? Do you guys like mayo? Don't. Absolutely even, not. Don't.
1: I would rather shit in my hands and clap than eat mayonnaise. <laughs> so <laughs> so
0: we're at the three. I, I disagree. I think more people would like mayo. Excuse me. Would like mayo.
1: I, well, I think more people would like mayo.
0: I think
2: that's maybe we could throw that up on. Uh, well, mayo is something that or like, something.
3: You, you can put into a food and you can't taste the mayo. Right. Yeah, like, I mean... Like, uh, Chris ate a whole cheesesteak one day and, and it had mayo on it. I really... I never, he, had he, no, he had no idea, oh, and he man. hates mayo. Yeah, I did. I, well, first he, of he'll all... He'll say he didn't. The that people didn't will say happen. he did. Like, me personally, I hate ketchup. And I know my, like, mom, when I was young, would, like, try to hide the ketchup in my food, but I was way too <laughs> smart as a child to realize what she was doing. <laughs> it's like she's torturing and you. I No, literally. <laughs> I'm, I would legit be like, I'm not eating this. Like, I'm a... Like Like she tried to she tried to condition
1: you into liking mayonnaise. Yeah. Oh, she's fake. No. I (laughs) I agree. Speaking about not having your love,
3: your mother, if you're listening.
2: (laughs) But oh, dude, that's terrible. And you know what's funny is that your favorite player in the entire world, like don't even loves ketchup, and he puts it on everything. And for anybody wondering, it's Patrick Mahomes. That's he has a lifetime deal with Heinz ketchup. And he's going to get it forever, for the rest of his life. He puts it on everything. How does that make you feel?
3: I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that he he does, I will never... He can do it. He, come on. He can All do whatever right, well, he likes. I see where it, this no is wrong, going eh?
1: now. And uh, you guys mentioning Patrick him You guys going to de- get Doc started. So, like, I just want to touch back to where we were. We are talking about adversity and, mm. you know, dealing with things differently. And, like, like, we were saying in the beginning of this episode, we want to make sure that we're transparent with our viewers, that they know what's going on in our lives and how we're dealing with different things, and we want to be relatable. So, like, this, the real reason I thought it was a perfect time to talk about adversity was, well, the one reason was because Rocco, you know, was dealing with a good amount of it today, but we want to, you know, let people know that you're not alone. Like, I'm, I'm a big advocate in mental health and stuff like that, and, like, I really, like, I take a lot of psychology classes and a lot of people feel like they're the only ones going through these situations like you know how can I deal with this and we I like I said on Instagram or like like the ball breakers podcast on Instagram sorry yeah. <laughs> like let let we want to be the example that we're we're going through stuff too and you the people listening through whatever vehicle you're listening to us we're we're doing it we started and, a podcast in the middle of a global pandemic while two of our guys were starting their new careers, the other two are 5th sixth six-year seniors in their university. <laughs> super seniors.
2: And it's great you say that, Earl. Um,
0: Supersonic legend
1: right. seniors.
2: <laughs> because, um, you know what's funny? Like, r- even if it's not this podcast, it could be anything. You never know when you'll hear a tidbit of advice that could like potentially change your life. You know what I mean? And like I said before, everybody deals with things differently and you never know when you'll hear something that could help you deal with something and as like you said as well it's great to know that there's other people out there that have a similar situation it, similar outlook on things it's funny
1: like we keep saying it's funny it's hilarious but it, it's <laughs> it's it's not funny but it's it's cool that you brought up something like saying the word advice ticked in me like some advice like can you guys think of like the best advice you've ever received or the best advice you've ever given like for for me personally i had a, a religion professor my junior year of college so last year and he was one of the most brilliant guys i've ever met i actually ended up working for him after i had a class with him and he told me like i don't want uh, this was during a lot of like political and distress and all that stuff going on in the world and he told us like you guys have no idea how much your words mean to someone like, and he's telling this to us, and I'm taking this as advice, It's the best advice I've ever gotten. Like, we have a voice, all every person in the world, like all four of us, everyone listening, you have a voice, and you want your voice to be heard. And you should never let your voice be suppressed. Like, you always want to be able to speak your mind and say what you want to say to whoever you want to say it. That's well, fantastic. No, I, yeah, that. That's I don't even point. know how
2: to respond to that. It just makes <laughs> well, me want to like give you
0: a hug or something. I Girl, I'm with you. I mean, so with the, uh, with the with being, her, I mean, there's a lot of people going through some stuff. Um, <clears throat> and again, you're right. There's nothing wrong with talking it out, getting it out there. I I do want to mention something where you brought up the best advice you were ever given. Let me. Let me transition into maybe the worst advice I was ever given real quick. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> because no. this uh, this stood out in my mind for the longest time, and I never actually told like one of you guys specifically just because it was one of those subtle stories, but I was in the car with my brother and his friend, and he was joking or whatever. I mean, uh, hopefully. I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. I mean, he, ex- he extended the offer. So what happened was he was smoking in the car, and they were smoking cigarettes, and the, the car was, like, filling up with smoke. And I was, like, an advocate of, like, ah secondhand smoke's terrible for you.
1: Any smoking, terrible. How old were you?
0: I was, like, 14. Exactly. That's oh, the yeah. age. But, where they ingrained that in you. But mm-hmm. to be fair, I, like, I grew up with some cigarette smoke, like, uh, around just through my, like, not even immediate family or anybody like that. But just from family or cousins or whatever the case was where when you're younger, you kind of like the smoke because you don't you like the smell because you don't really realize the health effects of the time until you grow up and learn about this stuff. So, like, once I figured out about it, I was sitting in the backseat of this car, my brother and his friend, and my brother's friend was smoking. And I said, you know, there's actually studies where secondhand smoke is, like, worse for you than, like, firsthand smoke. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you want one? I was like, like, you know what? No, I don't. But that was probably the worst advice I was ever given, just to highlight that fact. That's hilarious. How? Well, hold on. Let Let me
2: jump in here. How can secondhand smoke be worse than firsthand? I don't know. Is there some kind well, of theory they behind prob- that? Well, they
1: probably just put in the fact that if you're experiencing secondhand smoke, you're not doing firsthand smoke. And I think it has yeah. to do with,
3: like, like Rocco said, he he was around smokers his whole life. So I guess it depends on the age you're actually, like, involved with secondhand smoke. It if could have been a child. quantity effect, because think it about
0: could it this be way. Like, yeah, from, like, when you're young. Say if you three smoke, right, and I don't, like, but it's all, we're all hanging out separately. Like, you guys are only smoking one cigarette at certain times where I'm dealing with all three you guys smoking. You know, right. maybe it could be a quantity I effect. see what you're saying, yeah. I it's mean, who knows? It's honestly interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was just an idea that I pulled out my head out of nowhere. But, it, I, again, highlighting the fact where there was, I mean, is any advice you guys were given good or bad? Because that, that was that's one that's always stuck out with me where I look back at that day and I was like, maybe if I smoked that cigarette, I would have been healthier than the secondhand smoke. Yeah. Um, Completely joking, by the way.
2: One of the things that sticks out to me in that effect is my grandfather, uh, God rest his soul. One of the things he always used to talk about was just, like, the essence of time, pretty much. And I know it sounds kind of, like, corny, I am Not corny, just, like, overly philosophical, right? But he would just say, like, things like time heals all, like, that kind of stuff. Everything that you do and making the most of your time— which is something that I've definitely transitioned to my own life, especially with starting a new job, um, first job in my you know career path that I was looking forward to. Time management is like the biggest thing. And you know this, Rocco, we have the same uh, job, obviously. So that's one of the most important things is making the most of your time. And it's something that I've definitely gotten better at. And just sometimes those words just resonate in my head you know what I mean? So that's the first thing that jumped out to me as like some of the best advice that I can think of. Um and <laughs> I'm trying to think of something bad like that, but I'm well, nothing's coming to have, me.
1: Have you yourself ever given bad advice? Oh man, I'm sure I have. But <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I right, wait, we'll we'll get we'll I get have. back to you then. Well, we'll I want you doc to tell us about like the best advice you've ever received. So I would say it goes back to high school, and I think... Doesn't that it sound crazy? goes back to high school. We're old. Yeah, I know that did. How long ago ahead. was that?
0: Was this six years now? Seven years, maybe? Yeah,
1: I'm well, a fifth-year senior. It was I graduated year. five years, so for you guys... Six, it's kind of the reason yeah, why I became a teacher. seven
3: years. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people who are in the education major would say the reason they become a teacher is either because they've got advice from another teacher or they looked up to another teacher... And that that's kind of like how I like wanted to become an educator was from one of my teachers back in high school, and uh, I remember him telling me I I wanted to become a history teacher before I did like phys ed. He was like, "Don't do history, just don't do it." I was like, "All right." He was like, "Do phys ed. You love sports." I was like, "Okay," but that's not what like advice he gave me. He said, "Listen, you love sports. You love being active." What's wrong with doing something you love every day for the rest of your life, not even thinking about money?
1: And I think that's important. I mean, like obviously, yeah, we all want to make money. I really like the way that he worded that. Like, it's it's almost as like, well, it's the best advice you receive, so you probably put it quote on. It's probably unquoted there, but like, I feel like a lot of kids or people in our generation have fallen too in love with that fact of that you should do what you love, because I I agree. I feel like there's a lot of people. Like me, who is now in the point where I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life, and I'm like, I want to do what I love. And then I was talking to my tattoo artist a couple weeks ago about it, and he was telling me, like, we had the same conversation. Like, too many people want to do what they love. But at the end of the day, I feel like uh, the biggest part, well, a a big part is that you need to also make a living. You need to do what you need to do. And, like, teaching isn't a bad living. But I just thought that was cool, like, the way it's yeah, worded
3: Yeah, yeah, the way he said it. And that's, like, one of the things, Um, like, obviously me as a teacher, I think what I want, like, one of my goals is for a kid to, like, look at me and be like, wow, I look up to this guy. I want to be just like him when I'm older. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm really into, like, Teaching is just not only being there as a a teaching a kid in phys ed or how to throw a football or whatever it is, but to also be there for someone that they just like you, yeah, be there someone like me or didn't have anyone else to go to and just wants to talk about something that they're interested in, it doesn't even matter,
0: yeah. That's why. So, I I actually graduated from math and and education, like I stated earlier. That my main reason wasn't even because of advice like that, doc, it was mainly because. And I'm sure you got, I'm sure everybody in their life has had this type of teacher or professor to where somewhere along the line they just forgot what it was like to be a student and didn't treat them like students, didn't relate to them at all. And that was my motivation to want to teach before COVID hit and the Zoom thing. Because once Zoom hit, you can't really relate to anyone as much. But that was my main motivation to teach was to. Look back at those teachers who didn't do it the right way and put in that extra time to literally maybe even have one. Not maybe. I was going to have one on one with one on ones with those students and figure like just relate to them. Because like you said, I'm I'm actually a huge advocate of mental health as well. And, you know, having break points in your day, having leisure times in your day to where, you know, maybe your job isn't exactly what you want to do. But it's close to it, and, you know, with those break points where you having that leisure time to enjoy your time, you get back to your job to where you're just excited to get back to work, build something, see where it goes. So, I mean, that was my motivation to want to teach. But, you know, similar to your point, Doc, the the whole entire relation aspect, that's exactly, you know, that was exactly my motivation all along.
2: Another thing, too, is making the most of, like, a a situation like that. Um, So, say you don't have your exact dream job that you feel like you're not working every day because like, like Earl said, or like Doc said, um, how, if you love what you do, you're never going to feel like you work. Right. But like you said, Earl, that's not achievable for everybody. That's, you know, um, think
1: about people who laid railroad. (laughs) This is all, I always, I know I talked to you guys about it, like off, off recording a couple weeks ago. Like think about guys who laid railroad. You think they wanted to lay railroad? Yeah, Yeah, but they got paid good money for that. Exactly. Right, but so they it, might it's have hard hated to find. Like, so it, right? like, it's so, hard to find the balance. Yeah, it's hard. So, right, it can like, get very hard.
2: What I was trying to say is, if you can have that job, that may not be the exact dream job, but you make the most out of it, and you feel like you can make yourself love it just as much as you would your dream job. You know what I mean? So that's something that I think um, everybody can kind of, that, that's something everybody can relate to. How many people actually have? Their dream job for the rest of their life that they're never going to give up. You know what I mean? It's it's almost. I mean, I can't say right? that
3: like
1: teaching is like was my dream job. But Everyone's dream job, I feel like, is to make twelve trillion dollars. Yeah, and just not work. <laughs> but I th-
3: I think hey W for Flyers. Oh,
0: let's go! But um, there's aspects to maybe not the job well, itself. Like I like one of uh, but the my passions it. was the
3: coach, yeah. and I said okay, well I'm gonna get into teaching and education and then get a coaching job, which I, I received last year. I didn't really get a chance to coach because of COVID, but that's like a little, like, like you said, like an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I get to coach, like, every, you know, every spring baseball. Like, that's, that's awesome. It's something I always wanted to do, and I'm so excited for.
2: That's a big stepping stone to your overall goal. My, yeah, exactly. Right. Do you I, I, sch- I,
3: like, <gasps> checked off one of my goals already. Do you have a schedule this year yet?
0: Like, are you guys playing?
3: Yeah. Okay, I do. I want to. Well, as of now, we're we're starting like late March. Okay, no, so I, I would
2: love to see regular coach. season. Yeah, that's big. Go for them. That's awesome. Yeah, because the way that season ended last, sh- last for the kids is like, <laughs> could you imagine? Being yeah, imagine in that being a situation? senior.
1: Like the seniors, they didn't get oh to play their God, their senior dude. year. People didn't. have lost out on so much time that we haven't <laughs> seen the effect of yet. Exactly. For sure, so we much will. Time. We Very you soon. will think of like. The guy that uh, owns my gym, we were talking about it a couple months ago when I first started there in September. Like, I, when I worked out at the gym, the other gym before they closed, there was a girl there who was 16 years old who, from the time she started CrossFit when she was 12 years old, up until every day you talk to her, you can ask her what are her aspirations in working out. And every time you talk to her, she would say, I'm going to the CrossFit Games. I'm going to the CrossFit Games. This hits CrossFit Games completely changes their their whole layout for their season. Now, was she prepared to go into this current one? Yeah. Long- yeah. Like, oh she's basically a senior in CrossFit. It's her last... Well, it's her last year as a teen in CrossFit. Right. Yeah, Like and, and, like... So, CrossFit isn't something where you're going to make millions of dollars. Now, let's think about kids who are seniors in college who are playing their, their year that they're going to get drafted, and they're not playing. Are you getting drafted? No. You worked your whole life, and now we're not seeing the consequences of it. Yeah. No. Nah, it's...
0: That's... Dude, the the COVID th- and, and again not trying to be the dead horse, but it's everyone's going through it. And uh, but dude, I'm am a huge advocator of if you now everyone's situation is different to where sometimes you can't come back from it, but as long as you keep your head down and again maybe with a simple good night's rest or maybe even a week reset or whatever the case is, if you just get right back after it, I mean everything happens for a reason. I mean really, I mean with the I there's a lot of stress with my current job. And I'm actually I love it, you know I I really do because I feel like the lows are the hardest of lows, and then Chris again we have the same job, mm-hmm. and the lows are the hardest of lows. But dude, the highs are the the highest of high. Like you really yeah. feel like you benefit people, and um it's uh you know that's and I would have never have gotten into this position. I probably would have been right into the teaching track had COVID not hit. So I mean, it, you know, it all, everything happens for a reason, and uh, you know, it does suck for the CrossFit, but maybe you know, it could transpire. You, you see stories like this all the time where it could transpire with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's never too late, Rock. Well, no, I I know. I well, mean, you I never know where it's gonna take you. You never
1: know. You never. Who knows? Know. Maybe maybe this whole pandemic deal's over. You want to revisit your maybe career of teaching?
0: I plan on I plan on being a mentor of some sort. I don't know. It could even be with this career, but I, dude, I love going through these rough times to then teach the people who are then going through it when they're that age saying, dude, listen, I've been there, but I'm going to help you not make the same mistakes I made. Right.
2: And you're learning every day of things to not do. Yeah, literally. Because trust me, I know exactly how you feel. I learn more about things not to do, things not to say, than things to do because when you're getting thrown into the fire you're just going with it. You're doing what you think is right, what you know, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things you learn to do is what not to do, which mm-hmm. is the funniest part. But um, every day is a learning curve. And that goes for most jobs, right? Most jobs out of college, how many people know what they're doing every day? Not many, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of adversity, there's always, always, always something to learn. And I think that's that's a thing that you can't forget no matter what you do is that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to think that you know everything. We've all been in that position before. Doc thinks he knows everything there is to know about betting.
3: Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I had to think about that for a second.
0: Doc had to let that one fester in his
2: brain. No, I, a
3: saw,
0: I saw Aaron Rodgers, though, his second interception ever for Doc to win a bet.
3: His second pick six ever, actually. It was to hit the over in a game.
0: <laughs> and And the other leg of the parlay...
2: Jake Elliott hit the longest field goal in Eagles history to win the game. How about that?
3: <laughs> I mean, when you're a good better, good things happen. That's, That's what yeah. they
0: call the luck of the Irish. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is absolutely correct. <laughs> and as someone who is, as someone who's two Italians and Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Filipino.
3: Um, well, I'm also Italian. Don't don't get it right, twisted. My right, my realize. mother is full Italian. Well, you guys now, know this.
0: now you're right. You do have some bad luck stretches as well. With that Italian The worst. Bet. Oh yeah, but when the, when you're but we all do. I when mean, that's the luck why I strikes, love it. The luck strikes.
3: When you hit that bet, it's the greatest feeling in the whole entire world.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, guys. Speaking of betting, we have a huge week ahead of us. It is Super Bowl week. We have a we have a sports talk, a Super Bowl edition sports talk ahead of us with the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers, Mahomes versus Brady. This is a huge day for Doc. But uh, before we do that, are you guys searching for new creative sports gear? You can find game day tees and more apparel through our new sponsor and future partner, Halo Creations, founded by our good friend Angel. Go on Instagram, follow Halo Creations underscore, and click the link in our bio and check out our shop. Going forward, Halo Creations will be our new sponsor for our Q&A segment. Starting this week and every week going forward, we'll be answering questions by you guys, our fans, that can be submitted through our Instagram DMs, we can be found at Ballbreakers Pod on Instagram. Again, at Ballbreakers Pod, P O D on Instagram. For this week, everyone that sends us a question through our DM will be entered in the chance to win our first ever Ball Breakers Pod t shirt. Ask whatever you guys want and break some balls. Also, D- D- honestly, guys, DM us some feedback. We want to make this podcast as enjoyable as possible for our fans. So please tell us how you guys like this first episode. If there's anything you guys would want to see switched up, whatever the case is, we want to hear your feedback because we want to make this enjoyable for you. So going on, well, before I go into the sports talk guys, again, the Q and a completely, completely questions by you guys, whatever you guys have, whether it's about the podcast, about, about us as a whole, about us individually, I mean, we were discussing mental health and adversity earlier. Uh, Some questions towards that are topics, maybe some new topics you want to see. Honestly, the questions are up in the air. We are open to answer any questions you guys send to our DMs. Also, with the giveaway of our first ever Ball Breakers Pod t-shirt, we're super excited to start this Q&A segment. And going forward, we'll be brought to you by Halo Creations. Uh, We're excited to get this going starting next week. So let's go on to our sports talk guys. I, I mean this is where Doc thrives. Docs are better our sports specialist and uh, we have a big week ahead of us Sunday. We got Chiefs versus uh, Chiefs versus Bucks and uh, I, Chris and Earl are for sure gonna add their two cents and join them in the conversation as well as I but I mean Doc, how you feeling baby as a Chiefs fan?
3: Yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know me, I am a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Tell everyone why Don't you're a don't Chiefs I was going to say that. Don't ask me why. No, just tell Okay, yeah, i a yeah. yeah. qu- we'll quick quick, quick recap on that for
2: everyone. We're in Jersey.
3: <laughs> so believe it or not, I I was I grew up an Eagles fan. Uh everything else I'm a Philly sports guy. Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, whatever, but football when I was younger, I liked the Eagles and I think it was when they lost the fir- their Super Bowl. I said I hate this team. I don't ever want to watch them ever again in my entire life. This wow. was what 2003, I don't remember how old I was, but Moving on from that like year, I started just getting into the Chiefs for some reason. I watched them on TV one week when I was young. Who some, was their guy? Yeah, what were some guy? players
0: you liked at the time?
3: Ah, uh, Priest Holmes, probably one of the best running backs ever. Larry Johnson, who took over after him. Uh, Trent Green, their quarterback. Dante Hall, great punt returner. Gonzalez, Tony yeah. Gonzalez, yeah, he's probably one of my favorite tight ends. Bowe the yeah, Dwayne Bowe in the and later the years, yeah, Dwayne Bowe in the later years, and the bright red jerseys as Dwayne, a
2: kid. Dwayne Bowe, yeah, should it was never the, jerseys. Be brought
1: up. the jerseys. Dwayne Bowe should never no, be brought yeah, up.
3: Yeah, he made three million dollars a catch. Yeah, it was it was the jersey. You know, it was, probably was the jerseys that got well, me. And then I think. fell in love with them and I followed them ever since. I've ever since I was I don't know eight nine years old, and here I am twenty three still following them. I'm but, not a front runner. I, I know a lot of people like to break my ball saying I'm a front runner, but I am not. I love the Chiefs and. This is yeah. This is a, a big week for me. Doc,
0: I I have to say this. I, uh, you guys know, I, you guys know how I am with the extremes. But I truly believe, and this is just my two cents. If Mahomes, especially because he has the weapons, it's different if the Chiefs weren't on the same level. But if Mahomes loses to a forty-three-year-old Brady, and even if he gets that seventh ring, I don't know if he could ever be deemed the goat. I don't know. What if he wins like nine? That's different. I mean, if he somehow pulls off nine, then all right, we'll talk about it then. But, I mean, that's a hard feat to pull off. Well, you got to
2: think, too. You're saying it like it's one-on-one. Like, that. come on now. There's a whole
3: team. But the Chiefs have too many weapons. Yeah, But this is also so Patrick, Patrick Mahomes' is third year starting, and it's his second Super Bowl. He's been at three straight AFC Championship games, and this is his second consecutive Super Bowl. What makes you think he's not going to be there in the next three or next five?
0: He could, but that's has, eight. That's a conversation yeah. for a later day.
3: Yeah. No, you're right.
0: But... Uh, right now, Tom Brady should be tor- should be ending his career, and he looks like he's still smart. En- he's not in his prime, obviously, but he's still smart enough to get some wins and post P. Diddy videos of him not going anywhere. It's funny you say that
3: because <laughs> him and Rob, I don't know if anyone saw that video of him and Ron Gronkowski, but they posted that scene. They re- re- recreated the video, and it was when they beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game a few years back. Yeah. So I think. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, they they Ooh. posted that video right after the AFC Championship game when they beat the Chiefs, and I think that I think the Chiefs saw that and that pissed them off a little bit. So probably.
0: So now now that you have a Super Bowl under your belt, which one's more nerve wracking, the last one to get that first one, or this one this going one. against the goat? Is it really?
3: Well, exactly like you said, because I, all I hear is just, "Oh, if Mahomes can't beat Brady, he's never going to catch up to him, or he's never going to be the goat." So.
1: I uh, my thoughts on the Super Bowl this year—I would love to see the Chiefs win because I'm your friend. But I think it would just be awesome for Brady to win. Like, I'm the as, as not a Chiefs fan, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not a big sports fan, right? But like, you're like a diehard Chiefs fan. But like, I—it's just like we people aren't understanding what they're witnessing. Like, this guy's 43 years old. Yeah, but you can say
3: that about the 25-year-old on the other side of the ball. We've never seen anything like him.
2: Except for Brady,
3: <laughs> no, that's the thing. And, yeah, right. Brady has never can do the things that Mahomes has done, like athletically. Whoa, uh, wait, well, this mean, is well, thinking, that's a like, different
1: day and age. Well, Brady won how early don't in his career. On.
3: I know what you're about to get at, Rocco, and I don't want to hear go it. Well, ahead, I'm a
0: huge. It. Well, I, again, I wanted you to speak, Chris, but the only reason I, the no, only reason I go. wanted to butt in was because I'm a. i am I talk about this with you guys in Rocket League. I'm convinced there's a way to be a supersonic legend and not. Fucking be the best at the game, or whatever the case. It like you just know the fundamentals, and that's what that's. It's to the point now where I used to be a hater on Brady, but I mean he's just got it figured out. Well, and yeah, you're right. Mahomes is for the most talented ever. He's potentially going to be the most talented ever, but Brady just has it figured out.
3: Yeah, and they also built, I mean, they I, built a team around them.
1: I would just like to see it because all of the guys like Barry McCockner who were like, <laughs> Brady is a system quarterback, and he's going to go to the, like before the season started, he's going to go to the Bucks, and they're going to do jack shit there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just, I'm a big guy for the, like, I feel like I'm a big guy for the underdog. Like, people had right. counted him out before the season started. Did they not? A lot yeah. of people were saying, no, you I guys agree. think Brady's going to go to Tampa Bay and get to the, Win a Super Bowl it doesn't work like that, but regardless of who's around him, he he did it. It's not a one person sport. He I think uh, I
3: think a big thing is this Super Bowl. I think a lot of people should just enjoy it, because if you asked me three I years agree. ago, oh, we're gonna see Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in the in the Super Bowl in three years. I, I know because he was in the same conference as him his whole Murray. career. So you're getting the witness, the the greatest quarterback of all time. We can say that, and then you know people are saying potentially the the next great one quarterback who could take time. the throw. the one and who could take the throne and yeah. the current best so i think we should all just enjoy the super bowl and just this you know this is this is going to be an awesome game i'm super excited do we I know ideally.
2: who the people are betting yet who who's betting the, who the do we know <laughs> the chiefs are they what's the line minus 3 minus Minus and three and a half. the I, I just
1: saw an early uh, an early little prediction on twitter this morning and they were saying for the bucks to really be successful they're going to need one one guy to show up and it's not brady and it's not Antonio Brown, playoff Lenny. And it's playoff Lenny. Oh my God! It's playoff Lenny. Yeah. Did you see that same headline? I saw it. Yeah, yeah. there's a picture of him going in the tunnel, yeah. right? And it said like Super Bowl, whatever it was. It's what 55. they what they is need it? to win? Yeah,
3: playoff Lenny.
2: So like they just need. Well, Leonard I agree. Fournette to because per- the Chiefs perform? have a horrible rush. Yeah, defense. yeah, the Chiefs'
1: rush defense is average,
3: and right. a lot of teams seem to get away from the run because the Chiefs just snap their fingers and have yeah, 21 points. They, they throw a lot. Yeah, they, they move I the ball.
0: I I I. I love Brady. I I'm, I mean, now, before if you guys asked me, I was a huge Peyton Manning fan. Hated Brady. But, I mean, right now, I love Brady. But I just I think the Chiefs are just too good, man. I agree. And that's why I
2: want the Chiefs to win. So, I, I'm basically a Chiefs fan. I had a big falling out with these Eagles. They, They're too much for me. I love the Chiefs. But... <laughs> I'm betting the box. You need That's an it. AFC
1: or you need an NFC team, though, right? If you're done with the, with the Eagles. No, I'm just a Chiefs fan. Just a Chiefs fan. <laughs> what, Doc? Do you have an NFC team?
3: <laughs> yeah, the Eagles.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we'll take. No, nah, I'm
2: totally
3: kidding. Probably the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, you're or a big. Cardinals. Cardinals. I like Kyler Murray. Oh, you like the Falcons
3: a lot. Oh, too. wait, yeah. Hold on, time out. The, the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> That's like oh. easily my favorite. Remember that one Halloween you were Three Stooges, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was. Ma- I had a Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Matt Ryan jersey on with with a, with a th- if for those of you who know the Three Stooges with. I think it was. You don't
1: even know the Three I Stooges their name. Larry and, know Mar- three yeah, Stooges. Marry, Larry and Mo. Yeah, Mary,
3: Larry, and Moe, Right, or Larry, <laughs> Moe, and Curly. Yeah, curly Larry Larry, Larry, Mout, yeah, and I was the middle one. I think it was they took out one of them. I forget, but it was a really funny costume. So I'm a big Falcons fan on the other side of the ball, but they're they're my favorite team to bet. So Doc, difference.
0: So Doc, what's the uh, how? What do the Chiefs need to do to win this game? Before we get on, we have one more segment that we're going to get into. We're going to transition into it last, but before we do that, Doc, what's what the Chiefs got to do to win this game?
3: Um, I think they need to put pressure on Tom Brady, blitz a lot. Yeah, and they're one of the most teams that they blitz the most at a lot of teams in the league. But I mean, Chris if, Jones'
1: game? Yeah,
3: I mean, the Buccaneers have a great offensive line. I mean, if you watch the game last week against the Packers, I mean, Brady threw three interceptions in the second half because he just threw the ball up there because he was getting rushed. If you put pressure on Tom Brady, he's going to make a, a mistake. And that's the difference between the Packers and the Chiefs. If you turn the ball over against the Chiefs, they're going to go down and score, they're not going to just go three and out. So I think it you gotta get pressure on Brady and you gotta stop the run.
0: It's not even the talent on the Chiefs. I, I love Andy Reid. I mean he's that Matt Moore call.
3: Woo. <laughs>
0: it was Chad Henney. <laughs> or my um, Chad Henney. Yeah. Where, where's anything
3: is possible. Where,
0: but you're right, Chad where's
3: Matt Moore at? He's our third
0: string. He's a third string. Is he really? Yeah. He's still on the team. He's still on the team. He, he got that. beat
3: beat as a backup by Chad Henney. Well he performed. Who, on who's the, the backup in help. Tampa Bay?
1: Blaine Gabbert. No, uh You and didn't see the picture he posted on Instagram? Well, That's they're... Earl's favorite quarterback. Yeah, I know. Big Jaguars <laughs> fan. Uh, they say I'm a Jags fan. You yeah, are. I, I might be. Big Jags fan. And I'm buying my Trevor Lawrence jersey on draft night. But mm-hmm. I actually have a Blaine Gabbert Jags jersey. Bought, yeah. I bought it at Marshalls for $10. Uh, maybe I'll wear it Sunday. Please don't. Go Blaine.
0: <laughs> you know, the only luck I've had in these Super Bowls with betting was the the Super Bowl blocks where they have the score. I actually, you remember when I uh, was at the, uh, we were at the apartment at Rowan. I actually sold my block to Dylan for insurance, and they missed the field goal. You remember that? Oh my god, I do, god. Yeah, that I was do the remember that. Best decision you've ever made. Ever in my entire, I sold my two hundred selling dollar block for a hundred and twenty five dollars.
2: That was, that was ballsy. Mm-hmm. It's I insurance. Bought, it it worked out. <laughs> you knew you were getting into insurance before you got into insurance. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
0: that's so hilarious cool. all also, right boys
2: are we gonna go now you go yeah go no ahead.
0: boys so we have uh we have one last segment and it is right it's geared right into our sports specialist to close out our sports talk we are going to keep a record of this going forward and this is doc's time to shine we got doc's lock and obviously with the super bowl coming up I'm sure Doc has a pick in mind, that he is ready to give you guys to where you guys can really punish Vegas, and we want you guys to steal as much money from Vegas as possible. So, Doc, take the floor. It's all yours. Provide your insight. What's your lock of the week?
3: Okay, so you you put a lot of pressure on me being at Super Bowl week, and I know during the Super Bowl, everyone likes to put in a lot of different bets. They bet the Gatorade color, the heads or tails, crap like that. But I'm gonna give you guys the the pick for the game, and then I'm gonna go into a few like prop picks that I personally like. It might take me a few minutes, but that's what I want to do. And uh, so my pick is, I'm gonna keep as much unbiased out of this, but I, it's gonna be hard to since I'm a Chiefs fan. But take the Chiefs minus three. Don't overthink it. I know a lot of people are saying, uh, don't bet against the Go Tom Brady. Uh, these he's a he's at home and he's an underdog. I don't care. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is cemented. He's him- a new sheriff in town. Yeah, exactly. Mahomes is cemented himself in that same thing of don't bet against. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I don't know about you guys. That's, so, that's take the lock. Chiefs, minus three. That's my lock. Lock of the year, 2021. Do it.
0: Now, Before, uh, is there any bias to this pick? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still taking the bucks, But... <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're just a better team. Come on.
0: No, I'm Doc. This is your record. Don't. We that's want... what
3: I'm saying. Don't think too deep into it. Where everyone's like, how can you bet against Tom Brady? He's at home in the Super Bowl, which has never been done. He's a home underdog. I don't care. It's Patrick Mahomes. If he was getting three points, guess who everyone's gonna bet? The Chiefs, right? You're going. I, to, to Chiefs for plus three and a half. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. They're minus three. Uh, come on,
2: don't overthink it, Doc. I'm letting you know now. I am currently documenting
1: this. Docs locks. So are you confident? <laughs> Wait. So are you confident enough that you would give all of the people who took your lock a dollar if they if it wouldn't go through? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, how confident? That's I,
3: I'm very confident. All right. please, you don't have to please, give them a dollar. Please gamble responsibly. I know that's called Doc's Locks, but I mean, I'm not saying this is 100. But if
2: you do take Doc's Doc's Locks, we would love to
3: take a screen we'd screenshot. Lo- we'd love send to it Send it know. into our DMs. Send it we'd into us and
2: know. let us know that you took them. So then, if it loses, we blame Doc, and that's yeah, yeah. it. That's perfect. <laughs>
3: All right. To to get into the other, to, I have a couple picks here I want to just give that I love. This is actually probably my one of my favorite picks here. It's a prop pick for all of you guys that like to play props and over yards and stuff like that. I have Robert Gronkowski over twenty nine and a half receiving yards. Gronk in his career against the Kansas City Chiefs, he's averaged eighty yards per game. It's only 21. It? nine. Twenty
0: nine. Twenty nine and a half, I think. He
2: said. That sounds low. He crushes the Chiefs.
3: He had hundred yards in the game they played on this year. That's not don't ever think wow. take his over. It's that's easy. That one's easy. Do it. Another one is McCall Hardman over 25 and a half receiving yards. Just take wow. it. It's a winner. I know it is. He's is. He's been a huge part to the Chiefs offense's uh, playoffs. And uh, here's a few. I'll give you a couple touchdown scores that I like. To go back into McCall Hardman, I like him to score two-plus touchdowns in the Super Bowl. What was Hardman' y- his yards again? Twenty five and a half. All right, I'm doing my documentation Over. job here. And
0: r- what are the odds on two plus touchdowns?
2: So heads, two right? plus
3: touchdowns. So this is one you should do for fun, in my opinion. Good five dollar wager. Yeah, f- he's fifteen to one. Those are really good odds. Wow. he also returns punts, and I think there's going to be a punt return in that game. Just saying. That's a that's a prop bet too, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. Five to one seventy five. touchdown. Yeah.
2: Or or can you bet punt return? Like in you can. I think it's just special teams talk. Yeah, yeah right? special, special teams. teams It'll or be defense. like Kansas, yeah.
3: yeah, Kansas City defense. They're technically they're under special teams. Right. So to get off the Chiefs, I'll go to the Buccaneers real fast. I already said Gronk over receiving yards and touchdowns. I also like you got to take playoff Lenny. He's going to mm-hmm. score. <laughs> and another easy one's Mike Evans. I know you might not get the best odds on him, but the guy scored three touchdowns against the Chiefs earlier in the year, and I'm sure he's going to score in yeah. one game. Oh yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, he scores really? every week. Yeah, it's Brady's favorite well, time. I don't, I don't really remember that. I must not have been going against him in fantasy that week. So those are my picks for this upcoming Super Bowl. Please gamble responsibly and send us a screenshot if you do bet my lock, which will be Kansas City Chiefs minus three. We'd Mortal it. lock.
2: The lock is that the lock.
3: It's the lock, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. There you have it. Yeah, we, um,
0: <laughs> that's, so all those other picks don't hold to his record. That was just his insight. We don't want to, we don't want to tarnish Doc's record with some prop bets. Yeah, those are, are just,
3: if you, you want to have some fun and watch yeah. it, yeah, put a few dollars on these, you Get know, Get good payouts. Bets. Also, tails.
0: Yeah, always, oh my god, tails. Tails, tails never
1: fails. Tails,
3: that in that well,
0: Wait, Earl, do you have any funny prop bets with, like, the Gatorade
3: color or anything? Something like I, that you were thinking I of? I didn't
1: see them on, uh. On DraftKings or FanDuel, you can find him somewhere. Did you see him anywhere, Doc? Or? I don't
3: know. I wanted to ask you a question. I think you put in the group message today. You said Patrick loves Blue Gate Blue. I, I don't know. I just said that messing around. Uh, I was going to say. If Patrick I loves Blue, Blue Gatorade. You better I was, believe there's going to If be I was going to bet that.
1: any of those funny prop bets, the funniest one i seen, not every sportsbook has. You probably have to go through some guy. But, like, I saw one a couple years ago, and it was, like, the over-under of dancers at the halftime show. Oh, was well it? they
2: have one now that I saw on Twitter from like Odds Shark or something. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't know how to bet through them, but just it was who the
1: weekend is going to bring out. Who who sing the national anthem?
2: I do not know. Because if
1: there's someone sing the national anthem,
0: there's always over under on
2: Saturday. Yeah, there's
1: always an over under on minutes. Always at so last year? I don't
3: know who it was last how, year. How long
1: were, was the national anthem last year? Chris, fact
3: check that. Well, hold
2: on. Uh, before, Lady Gaga to sing national anthem. Wow, she's on
1: a roll. She sung the national anthem for an oh, inauguration slamming the Inauguration. uh this year. So, she's got it. she's got quite the career. Gaga. Well,
0: I was thinking that the I think when we watched, I think it was the Eagles Super Bowl. Uh I believe the I believe it was Adele who was singing it and she had a sore throat and everyone highlighted it. they were like, "No, she's not feeling that good. Take the under." And dude, it was under by like Wait, 10 please okay, fact-check me here. I'm wrong. I'm, I'm wrong. It, it's not Lady Gaga. So who
2: is singing the national anthem for Super Bowl 55 2021 is country music star Eric Church and R&B singer Jasmine Sullivan who well, I've never heard of either of them no, I don't know if don't you guys know. Have. I'm not a big country, country guy. Guy. I've good. heard of Eric Church actually He's before yeah. I'm not, yeah I'm not a huge country guy Mm-mm. And what did you what else did I, you want me to look I at? I want to know what what
3: wh- how long the national anthem was last year. Last year? Okay. It's going to be
1: hard to find. Some of those things are hard to find. I'll Come find on. it, Earl. I tried to find how many dunks Zion Williams averages, Zion Williamson averages, and you can't find it.
3: Yeah, I, today when I was looking up my picks, I had I tried to to find what's Rob Gronkowski's career yards versus the Chiefs, and I couldn't find it. I legit had to go back. Maybe they scrubbed year it. Year from year. Maybe they scrubbed yeah. it. I, that's why I texted you guys earlier. Like, Am I finding the average correct? Did I do it right here with the numbers? No, last year
2: was Demi Lovato, right? Lover. Camp Rock.
1: Big Camp Rock fan. He big was, mental health person.
2: The National Anthem was a minute and 49, and the over-under was a minute 59. Okay, so we'll take under. Under. Well, how do we know? We gotta figure out how they sing it. The new
1: the country singers. You don't know is that's the best part of that. That's about. the best part That's straight up game. Well, you know what? That's <laughs> I like to like bet the under in
2: anything. No, life is too short to bet the under. That is correct. Um I'm taking over. Who's with me? I'm taking
0: under
3: oh that's not all right, right. That now might... that I heard that rock is taking the under I'm betting the over so wait
0: Good. let's so wait let's so wait, is that the common let's let's have a record amongst us real quick is that the common prop that we'll bet we'll bet against in the Super Bowl I'm betting over
1: out of the outlandish prop bets yeah the yes.
0: be just for all of us to have a nice little record against each other I want to take the under on the national what how many seconds is it before I take this I don't know that's
2: something that we'll have to look up as well.
0: Well, Chris got a phone call or whatever it is, but Who anyways, I'm taking the under, and here's my reasoning: you, with a country nice. with a country music singer, I feel like that they don't emphasize their their tones and their notes as long. I feel like they're like country singers. They just Wait, like,
3: where are you even where are you getting this nonsense from? They,
0: they just they sing words by talking them a little out more, as opposed to Demi Lovato hitting their high notes and like really getting the fans' attention. I'm just taking the under. It's just my two cents.
3: Well, I'm taking you over now that he's taking the under. I All think right. you're too sensitive. is stupid, like my mortal enemy in sports. so
1: I just think the fact that they have two people singing it, I'm going to take the over. That's a good point. That's I'm going to take the over. Oh, but wait, they're still going to sing it. But Harman. I also don't know what the over... Wait, what did you say it was? One? Well, last
2: year it was
0: 159.
1: Do you have it for this year? Can you pull that up? Because we're actually just blindly taking over and under. What if they said it was going to be 20 seconds?
0: Well, no, I'm taking under just because I feel like a country singer singing the national anthem, I just feel under. That's just my two cents. And I know Chris doesn't care about my two cents, but. So
2: um, this year, as of four days ago, it's over 120 seconds. So it's the same thing, two minutes. The other one was a minute 59. Now it's two minutes. But over is minus 125 and under is minus 105. So, for anybody that doesn't know, that means that the over is
0: favorite. So, you would have to. It's um, two minutes. Two minutes. I'm taking. Oh my god! Slam the under, guys. That's that's rocks lock. Over. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Any any closing any closing touching points before we uh, before we round yes. this off? Yes.
2: Yes. Before we round this off,
0: I want to
2: give the people my fact of the day. So, since I am the fact guy, every week I'm going to hit everybody with a fact. Let's and it, it could be about anything, but I just want my facts. Like we said before, the most pointless knowledge. So my fact of the week is there's more ways to arrange a deck of cards than there are atoms on Earth. And going off of that... That sounds like a lie. Every ah, time... I don't know, hold on, all right. Bowl. Let's all relax now. <laughs> every time you pick up a deck of cards, there's a very, very good chance that the order that they're in has never been done before. So take that how you may. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well,
0: guys, there's there's Chris's fact. Uh, we I, I'm going to have to do research. Yeah, anyway. yeah
1: I'm going to do ahead. some research. You guys ahead. can all do some research. It sounds like a Snapple fact. And by the way, Snapple s- facts s- were deemed not s- facts. S- someone That's looked fact. this up. Do some research okay, this. Okay, someone
2: fact check Chris, the fact guy. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, someone fact-checked our fact-check guy. Mm-hmm. And let us know if you find anything that, that could be completely like false in this, this fact of the day that Chris just...
0: Do research as you guys may. Chris's new title is the fat fact guy and uh <laughs> and uh yeah no we yeah. that's that's an interesting fact chris i don't know i'm yeah. going to do my research on that as well because Please i think do. there's i mean think about atoms i mean i'm looking around this is a big house and you can't even see atoms so i don't know we'll we'll take yeah, a they're look too at too minuscule for the human eye so um,
2: but before we yeah. go as well Rocco, real quick um like you said before to everybody listening if obviously if you made it this far thank you um and like we said, any kind of feedback you guys may have, we're very open. We want to try to, you know, every week maybe add something new. Who knows? But we just want to hear what
0: everybody thinks, and uh, we love all of you. For sure, guys. We uh, thank you guys. Love yous. We 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 love the feedback. If you guys have any, we want to make this as enjoyable as a pos- as possible for you guys. Uh, we're ecstatic to get this thing off the ground. We want to grow this as much as possible. So maybe there are future events that we can hold, or ways to not even grow the pod- grow the podcast itself, but really give back. And uh, you know, we look forward to, uh, you know, we just look forward to having fun with this and spreading those positive, spreading that positivity that we were highlighting before with adversity and you know, really giving people a chance to relate to us because we feel like that, that's, uh, that could be your ultimate getaway from just stress that you guys are dealing with now. So, you know, we we love the fact that we're starting this. We're going to make this grow as much as possible. And thank you guys for listening. Any feedback is appreciated. And we are stoked to see what's going to happen in the Super Bowl with Doc's Lock. We're going to get that record recorded on Chris's, uh, on Chris's spreadsheet going forward. And we're just going to have fun with this thing, guys. So, uh, don't thank, forget those DMs either. Yeah, don't forget the DMs for the Q and A. We would love to answer some questions. And remember, there's a free giveaway for our first ever ball, ball Breakers T-shirt, brought to you by Halo Creations. So we are we're stoked to get that giveaway out, and we're we're gonna wear our shirts. We're gonna wear the shirts ourselves as well. But you guys, the first person that wins this giveaway will win the first ever Ball Breakers T-shirt. We're excited to get that out and pick a winner. And guys, we look forward to speaking with you next week. Uh, having another podcast next week in which we'll keep wait, flowing them out week by week. Wait, together. wait,
1: I do have one last thing to add. Yeah, It's Monday. I love Mondays.
2: Let's crush our Mondays. Let's crush I love your Mondays, guys. If you're l- still here listening to us and it's Monday, even if it's Tuesday, we're going to win the day. We're going to crush Mondays. We're going to crush Mondays. Monday, Monday is
3: the best day of the week. For all my sports people out there, uh, the Lions just traded Matt Stafford to the Rams for Jared Goff, so... Straight, oh, straight up one for one trade, couple of, couple of uh, first round, couple picks picks throw around wow. yeah. to the Rams. Yeah, Woo.
2: that is insane. That's something to talk love about next year
0: Mondays. Anyways, love you guys. Love you guys. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Take it easy, Ball Breakers Nation.